What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Vulgarity Podcast. I am your host, Roger Stevens, and today we have a couple different things to talk about. Juicy, juicy things that will no doubt leave you wanting more and more and more and more and more and more. We're going to go ahead and shut this off. And um, first thing is we're going to talk about a definition. I got to tell you a definition because I don't think a lot of you understand or know uh, what a thesaurus is. A thesaurus um, is kind of like a dictionary, except it gives you different uh, meanings for words or different way, different words that mean the same thing. Um, for instance, a lot of people used it to copy and paste somebody else's essay in school and just change words, basically replace words that mean the same thing. Uh, example, shit means poop, crap, you know, that thing. So I don't want people coming for me for what I'm going to talk about. And uh, another disclaimer is this word I believe can is associated with both races or both races, both genders. So a lot of people get up in arms when somebody says whore. Okay. And, you know, I didn't make the rules. I know that there is no actual uh definition for a man that acts like a whore you know because men can obviously uh but i i i use the word whore uh to relate to everybody whether it's a female or a male so let me pull this video up and this is what i've seen growing um in society, and I'm not, obviously, I'm not a prude. I don't care what you do, but the point of, the point of uh, what I care about, whether you do or not, it stops when it starts hurting somebody else. So, for instance, if a man or woman says, oh, I like to cheat because that's my ultimate fantasy, cheating also affects somebody else, you know, unless you're living in a, uh, open relationship or open marriage or something like that, that does not apply, you know, but if you are openly cheating, if you're, le if you, if you're with a guy or with a girl and you're leaving them on the back burner kind of as like a backup plan while you go sleep around or, you know, uh, with other people, that's, in my opinion, that is wrong. So let me give you a prime example that I ran across. I don't know how old this is, but it's from a podcast and I will play that video here momentarily. Hopefully it's not too loud. Okay. Hold on. Technical difficulties here. Let me turn that up. And. Lady, like, you'll never want to cheat on me. Yeah, it's, no you'll be drank. Like, there's nothing left in you to cheat. But I will cheat <laughs> because I'm bored. Wait, so. Wait. <laughs> wow, <you> <laughs> that just got deep. 
What about you? Oh my God. So this actually, okay. So I was on another podcast and this clip went viral of me saying that I love cheating. It's actually my biggest fantasy. So You're yeah. Pulling. I can't even keep up. Okay. I know. So that's what I'm talking about is this girl who, uh, I don't really know much about her. I don't even know her name, but she went viral for saying this clip, you know, several times on this other podcast. And that's that's just a problem. I don't know if I'm just too old school, but you know, when I'm in a relationship, I I'm happily married. When I'm in a relationship, I am um because I'm an adult, I am you know, uh loyal. So, but before I point any fingers or label anybody, I will tell you a story of when I was younger and I was a whore. Um so I was in a long-ish term relationship when you're 17 years old. I would say six months. Uh, we never exceeded a year, but it was six six to eight months uh, we were together. And for whatever reason, at school, we didn't go to school together. And at school, I had gotten uh, hit on by another girl that I thought was hot. So I started talking to her. And then I broke it off with the other girl that I was with and uh, didn't sleep with her, but I made it to second base. And then I got back with the other girl after things fell apart. So that's a prime example of me really just being immature in, you know, when you're 17 years old and women uh, approach you you know, you're going to do stupid shit. And I know now that uh, I'm not proud of that. And I have apologized for that to her. But the fact that you're bragging on a podcast that goes viral about you loving to cheat, that that's your fantasy, I just think is, I just think that's ridiculous. And that is, in my opinion, I think that is the exact definition of a whore. Now, let me say this again. It's not It's not in any way uh, labeled either gender. It's both. Anybody can, I believe anybody can be a whore. And I think a lot of times, more often than not, men are the ones that are doing what she is describing. So all that to say, I uh, just finished this show called Sex Life. Uh, that I watched, and I just wanted to give you some of my thoughts. It's a show on Netflix that basically, um, I'll tell you a little bit about it. It started in 2021. It has two seasons. It's more of a it's more of a mini series because I don't think that they're gonna make a, another season. But basically, it is a show that is through the eyes or follows uh, the emotional um, the emotional history of the main character, in my opinion, Billy, who is a cyper or cyper hyper hypersexual uh, woman who is married with two kids with a perfect husband in Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, picture perfect life. 
Okay. And she starts writing down in her journal about the crazy adventures that she used to have and the feelings that she used to have for an ex-boyfriend of hers, uh, very detailed, uh, sexual history behind that and almost kind of a, a fantasizing way about her ex-boyfriend, Brad. So, uh, her husband obviously stumbles across this, uh, journal that she wrote in her MacBook and he gets upset. He gets very insecure because he doesn't feel that he can give his wife what Brad used to. So it's a it's a huge drama that goes in and out of their difficulties of grappling with who does she really love? Does she love me or Brad? And I just I just can't help but think that if a person that has never been in a relationship is watching this film, they're going to get a very distorted view of what sexuality and what sex means in a relationship. Because, I mean, what sex means is intimacy with somebody that you love. I think it goes hand in hand. Now, do people have uh, cheap flings? I mean, this takes place in New York City, which... I have seen countless interviews of women and men basically saying the same thing, that New York City is a very hard and tough dating scene. It's cutthroat because people are so used to sleeping with one person and then another person comes along and they're like, oh, well, I'll try them. And if they're better, dump that guy. You know, that's that's kind of the overall theme and the theme of the show a cheap takeaway if you don't really analyze it could be that uh you know no matter what you know you're going to end up with your soulmate that's cuz she the way she felt with Brad and she you know had other relationships in and out broke up the marriage and really it's just it's just about trying to think of the best way to say this. Um, I guess it's disrupting the perfect picture, you know, of what American life, what the perfect picture of the white picket fence life is, you know, what she really wanted was adventure and desire and all this. She, you know, she didn't want to, uh, be, she wanted to be the Greenwich wife for Brad, not her husband. So that was that was the whole that was the whole story behind it. And I was having a conversation because me and my wife watched it, and it's just a constant battle back and forth with what I think that she should be doing. And honestly, in this economy, I'm going to give you a raw opinion here. In this economy, if I was her, I would shove all those feelings down deep. Not give a fuck, man. You know, he's he's like a hedge fund manager in on Wall Street. You know, they're they're living the life. He he has a smaller dick than Brad does. I don't give a shit, dude. I'm shutting my mouth up. I'm living my life out in Greenwich, Connecticut. That's and I think the idea of that you cannot control these desires and it's kind of given a pass to cheat on your spouse. When in reality, the right way about it is, hey, if you if you don't feel like you're in love 
or, you know, she kept saying it's a very contradictory because she would say, I love you to her husband, Cooper, but then turn around and just get taken away with all the memories in the past of her ex. And I think most of us, uh, we move around or move, we move on with our lives after an ex, you know, no matter how much time, I mean, she's been married for nine years. And I think on one hand, if this wouldn't have been put out in the open light, if Cooper wouldn't have stumbled across her journal or if he would have just let it go, it may have not just completely destroyed their relationship and their marriage. I think maybe she just needed to write about it to get it out. And then she, you know, she might've moved on because she kept saying, I love you because, you know, you have been the perfect husband, the perfect father, but she wanted, for whatever reason, a part of her wanted the dangerous aspect of what she had back when she was growing up single in New York City. And uh, it follows a couple different stories. It's basically the two main characters because simultaneously the the cast, you're going in between two relationships. It's her and her best friend, Sasha. And Sasha's grappling with the independent woman aspect. And it kind of wraps up at the end where it's showing the the broader picture of what an independent woman should consist of is someone that has control over their own destiny, that you're not sacrificing your life for somebody else, but you're sacrificing what you believe that you should for the greater good of what you want. So it's a very, it's a very interesting show. I would encourage anybody to watch it. It does. It's, it's a, it's a great production. I honestly enjoyed it. Uh, it does exactly what I believe the directors were going for, where it, it kind of splits you in several different directions on what you uh, what your personal morals are. And it really uh, gets you to question a lot of things. It gets you to think. It gets you to think about stuff. And uh, I believe I've done everything right. I love my wife. My wife loves me. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think the show was done very well. Uh, they they kind of do the Breaking Bad thing. A lot of shows have done that, where the skill of an actor is from him to go as the perfect person, the good guy in the scenario, to the evil guy, and then back to the good guy. And I think they did a brilliant, brilliant job with. Cooper in regards to that where you saw him and you felt him emotionally as he spiraled out of control and then regained control and recovered and uh, was able to move on with his life so I think it was I think it was excellent I think it was an excellent uh, show and I definitely recommend it to anybody who doesn't have a problem with sex scenes because that's what it does have (laughs) It does have a lot of sex scenes. Like I, I think that if if you're somebody that lives at home, you're watching this show and your mom walked in on you, she's gonna think you're watching porn. 
I think that's, I think that is really what it is um, to the point. I'm not sure where the line is between uh, cinema and porn, but uh, we're getting closer and closer to it. I mean, not that I'm saying it's a negative thing. I'm just saying beware. It's not. It's probably not safe to watch on the airplane. It's probably not safe to watch. You know, unless you have that screen protector where you can only see the screen from head on. But it is definitely a good show. It's a five star from me at least. Um, but yeah, that's and that that relates with the what I was gonna tie in was the first clip that I showed you of the girl saying, you know, oh, it's it's dangerous or you know, my best fantasy is to cheat. And I think that's so cheap, honestly. If you think about it, and uh, she goes on in other interviews about, oh, well, you know, because they asked, oh, why don't you just break up with him? And she said, well, at least at the end of the day, if what I'm going for doesn't work out, I have Dick at home, which is exactly the kind of scenario, the kind of situation that I was in when I was younger. That's what I did. And I think that's a sign of immaturity and people just not being raised correctly. You know, honestly, it's not about morals at the end of the day. It's about, you know, how are you making that person feel? You know, a relationship, especially a deep one, should be taken seriously. And there's there's no level of respect like staying loyal. Now, if now if you're in an open relationship, that's that's a consensual agreement between uh, two two or more apparently um, people. But I'm here to tell you, and this might be this might be you know off center, but I'm here to tell you that shit doesn't work. The the poly polyamorous uh, I'm pronouncing that wrong. I'm just butchering that word. But the multiple spouses shit does not work. Excuse me. And here, let me tell you let me tell you why it doesn't work. Come a little closer. Turn it up a little bit. Men have a hard time pleasing one woman. Could you imagine trying to please two, three, or four women at the same time? Like that, that is why personally it wouldn't work for me because I put my 100% into the relationship that I'm in. And I could not imagine putting 100% of what I'm already doing into two or three, four other people. Like that just doesn't work. And we are programmed as humans that we're very territorial. We have jealousy. Those are feelings that exist for a reason. You know, we want a companion. We don't want companions. You don't want to share your spouse with somebody else. That's 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 normal. That's a normal feeling, uh, according to me, according to the world that I live in. That is a normal feeling that uh, you don't want to share. And I've seen countless examples of this happening in regards to uh, a guy trying to get with two girls and, you know, they move in together and and uh, it just doesn't work. It always ends in divorce. It ends in, no, you know, we're no longer together. That's how it ends. Because I don't, I don't think I don't think we're built to to do that. I don't believe that. 
And I saw a documentary once where it was a couple that, for whatever reason, they thought that they were going to spice things up. Now, I believe that the girl wanted it more than the guy. So she was wanting to fuck outside the marriage. And this is the way she framed it was, hey, you know, so-and-so does it, and, you know, they, they're having the best time with their relationship. And so the rules were no kissing, and the other partner had to be there anytime they were having sex with somebody else. And let me tell you, spoiler, that documentary ended with her running away with another guy and him being left holding the bag. So it's a very slippery slope, probably the slipperiest of slopes. Uh, and it's just, it's not, I would, I would, uh, definitely advise against any kind of multi-relationship relationship, even swingers, sex parties, that stuff, which is pictured in the show. Uh, and it destroys relationships. I feel that if you want to have sex with other people, then you shouldn't be in the relationship that you're in. That's how I feel. And uh, I also feel that if one of you is proposing having sex with other people, whether that be with a threesome or a foursome, that person is the one that isn't satisfied in your relationship. And you guys need to really have a talk instead of trying to fuck your problems away. I think that's a, that's a pretty fair judgment on that. But switching gears, um, also related to society. Uh, I was in the gym recently. I know that's a surprise to some of you, but I try to go as much as I can. And I've seen this so many times, so many times, especially in the gym in my neighborhood. I've seen it before when I belong to bigger gyms. These, and not to call, not to call anybody out, but you know, who, you know who you are, you know. If you're the person, that uh, person by female, but woman, girl, that is going to the gym uh, only for the purpose of trying to make your ass bigger, please, for the mother of fucking Christ, stop using machines that are not meant for that. You know how to make your ass bigger? You do squats. You know how to make your ass bigger. You do the fucking stair climber. You do things that do with the legs and the glutes. Do not go up to the pull-up machine and sit there and push it down with one leg. Okay? Though that cushion is meant for your knees, not your shoes. Don't go up to the fucking the uh, the cable machine and push on the, uh, the the one of the handles I don't, I don't really know the technical terms there's so many terms and I get lost in them that's why I don't do a fucking workout app because I don't know what half the shit means but the grips that you use for the cable machine if any of you guys are familiar with a gym I've seen women putting their feet in those and pushing down I've seen them doing kicks and donkey kicks and all this shit with their legs it's almost like it's annoy it's annoys me more than anything. I don't know if it annoys anybody else. Maybe there's men in there that uh, that are just sitting there like, oh, that's fucking hot. I'm I'm there steaming fucking mad, dude. Because one, I'm waiting for that machine, and you doing fucking gently karate kicks on a cable machine for 20 minutes 
is pissing me the fuck off. And if you're that person, please know that I'm very angry. Uh, that's just not how the equipment is used. And it's kind of on the gym's responsibility to, hey, hey, uh, Caroline, that's not what that machine's for, you know? Like, And you got to understand, your ass is going to be bigger, but the guy that you're with is going to think he's fucking another guy because it's going to make your ass muscles big and hard, okay? So your ass is going to be well-toned, but it's going to be hard as a fucking rock. So there's not going to be any twerking for you because the twerking is just going to look like a guy twerking. You know, that's, I don't know what the, can't you just do a normal workout? And that's all they do. They're like squat bros. I've seen squat bros. They come in and they're all the same. They come in with a hoodie on and they have a fucking gym bag and they walk to the fucking squat rack and they move in. Basically they, they open their bag. They take their shoes off. They're barefoot. Not a good idea in a gym, by the way. Not a good idea. Barefoot. They got the hoodie on. They got the sweatpants on. They get a warm-up, and they do like 10 squats, and then they pack their shit up and walk out the door. That is exactly what these women are doing, okay? You either need to stay on the treadmill or the elliptical or the Stairmaster or just learn how to use the machines and stop using them improperly. Like this bitch was fucking whipping her hair around. Sorry. <clears throat> this girl, this lovely lady, was whipping her hair around like she was doing a strip tease. Now, honestly, you know, they're going to be like, oh, well, he, he's fucking, uh, he's making a big deal about girls doing strip shows at the gym. When I'm at the gym, I'm not there to, when I'm at a football game and there's cheerleaders, that's a different story. When it's all about setting, okay? I'm at the gym. I'm trying to focus on my workout. That is should be for anybody. And everybody's annoyed by this, especially with women that are videotaping their workout, trying to be all fucking sexy and slutty at the gym. That shit is time and place, my mo <clears throat> motherfucker. Like, come on now. And I just, I've seen videos finally these gym owners are coming up to these women that are bouncing around on their on their asses on the balls and and making videos and trying to look cute and they're saying you either do your workout or get the fuck out of my gym like stop stop doing this you're getting in people's way people are there not to hibernate they're there to work out and get the fuck out that's another thing i'm going after the guys now there's a lot of guys out there a lot of older men i would say and they're always the older men that are ripped and, you know, they're like 50 years old and they're all fucking ripped and shit. Not that I'm jealous, but it's like, stop being the fucking community organizer of the gym. You know, like there's people that they don't, their social life is the gym. They go there for eight hours and they just walk around doing like their little, they'll do sets here, sets there, and they'll talk to everybody. Thank God they don't talk to me because I don't talk to anybody. I don't want, I want to be remain an unknown. I want to be an NPC at the gym. Do not bother me. You know, I don't want to be bothered. I'm trying to focus on my workout and I'm trying to get out. That's all I'm doing. That should be everybody's mission is to go to the gym, do what you got to do and go. The gym is a utility. 
I do it for utility. I don't do it for entertainment. I don't go to the gym to spend my entire day at the gym. I don't do that. I go there for a square hour that I have to spare out of my busy day that I have so many things to do. That's sarcasm. I work, I work 70 hours a week pretty much. And I'm doing this. This is what I do. I record the podcast anytime I get a block of time because I want to do it. I think it's very, I think it's very helpful for me. I don't care if you like it. You know, that's my, that's my opinion. This is for, this is more for me than it is you. Believe me. I like to put my thoughts out on to uh, a platform and, you know, if people latch on to them, they latch on to them. I'm not going to – I don't sit here worried about this. I do this because it's therapeutic for me instead of holding down all my thoughts that I get them out there. And then I feel better. I'm not here to offend anybody. I really am not. I'm here to just tell the honest truth of what's on my mind. Some people think that what's on my mind is bullshit. Well, I don't know. Tell me how to control that. I got to get it out somehow. It's either screaming in a pillow or into a mic. So I picked the mic. But anyway, uh, I was talking about the lifestyle. So go to the gym, get your shit done, and get out. Okay? It doesn't need to be an all-day thing. You don't need to record TikToks. Nobody thinks you're cute. At least I don't. And I definitely don't think you're cute. And half the people around, if they are serious about getting their workout done and getting out, they care about what you're doing. Everybody sees you. There's like a thousand mirrors in there. You can see everybody just by looking in the mirror. Everybody sees what you're doing. And don't. And there's some women that do this shit, this activity where they are constantly doing something with their ass. And then they videotape and they try to catch guys looking at them. Like, are you serious? That is just bizarre to me. It's bizarre that... You're basically just trying to catfish guys into looking at you so you can go on the video on the social media. Be like, oh, look at them. They're they're looking at my ass. Like, see, you know, the gym is so masculine and sexist. Well, stop wearing shit that you, we can see your pussy through. You know, like, I, what am I supposed to do? Not look at anything? I mean, you're in my line of sight. I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and you're there doing God knows what. Uh, trying to work out whatever muscle you're trying to work out, don't come after me because you're in my v- my si- line of sight. Now, is there a hot girl every once in a while um, that catches your eye at the gym? Yeah, probably. Who cares? I mean, you're you're married. You're in a relationship. You're not dead. So, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna see somebody that's like, oh, that that's attractive. They're, you know, they're attractive. But it's nothing more than that. It's just they're existing in the world. That's that's all that is. I mean, it's not any fault of theirs. It's just it's the world we live in, okay? Even even in countries where they're not allowed to dress provocatively, men still think provocatively. It is in in our DNA that we see something, you know, it's just like anything. You see a nice car. You know, you're not cheating on your car by saying, Oh, that's that's a nice car over there. Yeah, that's that's the way I feel. I th- there's a difference between appreciation and lust. 
if you're over there fucking foaming at the mouth like, oh, oh my God, look at her. I would give anything to fuck her. If you're doing that, I'm not on your side. <laughs> that's that's not me, pal. I'm not that way. I, I see a girl. <clears throat> I see a girl and uh, she strikes me as attractive. That's the only thought that enters my mind. There's some guys that just can't control themselves. I, on the other hand, am so boring that I can control myself. I don't, I don't foam in the mouth. I mean, I, I've literally watched porn since I was 10 years old. That feeling was way back then. You know, you get to a point in your life, you know, you've seen it all, so nothing surprises you. That's, that's where I'm at. I think that's a very good place to be. I think it's the most health, most healthiest thing is to realize that who cares? You know, you, uh, everybody is created differently and you know, you, it's nothing new. There's some guys out here that are 50 years old and they still act like a 14 year old. Anytime they see a hot girl or a girl showing some skin, it's like, they're like dogs. It's crazy to me. It doesn't make me, it doesn't make you more or less masculine, but it just makes you an adult. You know, we live in a civilized society and and it doesn't matter what a woman is wearing. You should never try to make an advance on her. That's inappropriate. You know, like undressing her with your eyes, that kind of thing is on the lust end of the spectrum. Me just noticing somebody and appreciating and I, Clearly, in the gym, you're going to notice a lot more men because there's more men in the gym. You're going to notice more men. And honestly, that thought does exist. You know, I'm man enough to say it. You see a guy, and I know that 99.8% of people that are into fitness, that are into lifting weights, they do the same thing. You will get a compliment from a guy before you get a compliment from a girl. I'm telling you, if you have... If you're built and you're chiseled and you're fucking looking over, you know, you're over there like a Greek god, you're going to get a compliment from a guy. I'm telling you, because guys aren't looking at you as a sex object. They're not looking at you like, oh, I want to fuck him. They're looking at you like in envy. So if anybody's staring at anybody in the gym, it's the guys staring at the guys. That's not a, that's not a confession, by the way. I don't stare at anybody. I stare at the TV while I'm trying to get my gym. I stare at the TV and the clock because I'm trying to get my shit done and get out of there. I don't have time to just mosey around the gym. All right, now I'm going on and on and on. And there was something else that I wanted to talk about, but I completely fucking forgot. So I think 35 minutes of me talking is long enough for an episode. So I will I will leave you with that. You know, girls, don't be going in, don't be going to the gyms and acting a fool, you know, using equipment in the wrong way. If you, if you legitimately don't know how to use the equipment, please just ask somebody. Chances are somebody around is going to know, and they will probably be more than happy to help you, especially if they're a 50 year old dog. So, and then men go home to your fucking wives or have a life. Outside the gym. Stop moseying around. Nobody wants to talk to you, okay? They won't say it, but I will. Nobody wants to talk to you. 
during a workout. They're trying to listen to their music, and they're trying to do what I'm always trying to do, get the fuck out. So I will leave you with that thought, and I will see you guys back in a couple days. Enjoy.